It's showtime. Showtime. Welcome to the party, pal. Welcome to the Salt and Smoke Cigar Cast. Drew. Mo. Yellow. Moo Cow Ridge. <laughs> Bring him the bull. The Danny. What up? How's it going, guys? <laughs> Everyone went a little high today. <laughs> yeah. Especially yeah. like those birds. Who's tweeting in the back? Get off the yeah, those, those are my birds. Oh, yeah? You got birds? They're not actually my birds. I'm just oh. outside. <laughs> gotcha. They're nature's birds. They're all of our birds. So what's up? Well put, Cal. Gentlemen, LaDaniel, are you still are you still recovering from your exciting uh, excitement yesterday? You know, a little bit. Yeah. That's what was dope. that like? So so set 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 the table for us, man. What 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 happened? How did it go down? And I guess well, nobody knows what I'm talking about right now, but they're about to. So yeah. Yeah. So um, I'm at the checkout, and. Uh, now you were at Victoria's Secret. Yeah, yeah, getting something for my wife. Oh. Um, nice try. So no, so I'm at, <laughs> I'm at a grocery store, and it's funny in the picture. Everybody's like, "You're at Walmart." I'm like, "No, it's not Walmart." Jesus. Anyway, I'm at a store right by the house, and I'm helping bag groceries. And I look up, and there's this um, really big dude next in line, and I'm just I'm looking at him, and I mean, fucking chiseled, right? So I'm like, man, this guy looks just like Adrian Peterson. Like that's Adrian Peterson from the. Uh, and you found yourself like, mildly aroused. Well, yeah, but then I was like, you know, I don't want to do the racist thing and be like, hey, you look like Adrian Peterson, and they get punched in the face. Mm-hmm. But apparently, the cashier he had been in there, I guess, some other time, like a day or before or something. She was ready to pounce on the opportunity to get a picture with him. So, uh, so she was like, Hey, do you mind getting a picture? I'm like, Oh my God, I knew it. So I'm like, Hey man, I'll buy. So he had a bag of Fritos as you can see in the picture. If you guys go to my Instagram and, uh, I said, Hey man, I'll buy your Fritos for you. If I get another picture, he was like, Oh, all right. <laughs> so, uh, that was wait, he took you up on it. <laughs> well, yeah. So he tried to give me the two bucks. So I was just trying to like, let him. Because I had a bunch of groceries. I, I don't go to the grocery store for, like, nothing. Like, if there's a bunch of stuff we need, I'll go. Um, so he tried to hand me. So I had a bunch of stuff. So I'm just like, you know, just let him go. Like, ring it up and let him go. Let him get out of here. So he tried to hand me the $2 that he was going to pay. I'm like, dude, he's, this is Adrian Peterson. Like, why would I take his $2? And uh, also, he's giving me a picture. Because well, he has a lot more. Yeah. Who cares, dude? Yeah, but he... Dude. I got to I get to say I'm at Adrian Peterson take a picture for two dollars. You know what? What was he doing in Austin? He has family here. Oh, okay. And I was Where's from, he from? Where did he grow he's up? He's from Texas. Well, Texas. he's from Texas. Yeah. Okay, yeah, now, yep, that's right. He went and he went to OU, which is you know the biggest yes. rivalry. So it just but being in Leander, Texas, I I even said it. I'm like, I'm like, what are you doing in Leander, Texas? Because that's that's where I live. It's just outside of Austin. Like, oh, just, you know, visiting to family. I'm like, all right. So he gives me, like, you know, the handshake and then the, the shoulder bump. I'm not exaggerating when I say, if you want to know what that feels like, just, like, shoulder bump your wall or, like, the corner of, a do- like, a doorway. That's exactly what it felt like. I'm like, this dude is so fucking, like, he's just a brick wall. 
I can't imagine him running at me full speed. Uh, but yeah, that was super exciting. So, yeah. I, now, I the, did, did you get an autograph? I, no, I didn't. You know what's funny? We were, I, was, I was thinking about that. Because like back in the day, right, you would get an autograph to prove you met him because nobody had cell phone cameras. Yeah. But what am I going to do with a what am I going to do with a autograph? Like for like, what is he going to autograph? My You're, the car. Well, okay, let, let me his his Frito let, let bag. Did he did he get did an he autograph from you? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> sort of. Um, no. No, not at all. That said, uh, I posted the picture, which was dope, you know, because I was excited. And then he liked the photo, commented on the photo, and is now following not only myself, but my beautiful wife also. So I'm just like, oh, this dude, he's pretty legit. So, uh, you know, that's pretty cool. Anyway, that was my day yesterday. It was pretty dope. I've had worse days, is what I'm saying. Yeah, that's pretty cool, though. I mean, dude, he... For anybody not familiar with Adrian Peterson, uh, he may be probably t- definitely top ten running backs of all time. Well, statistically, he's top ten running back also. So yeah, yeah. I mean, there's that. Right, but so. even even appreciation for what he brought to the game, how he changed that position, mm-hmm. um, coming back from surgery after surgery to still be. Uh, yeah, he's definitely top ten. I think all time. Yeah, and, you know, he'll be in the Hall of Fame for sure. Oh, yeah. Um, I, You know, what's funny is, like, I have I have some, like, personal stories about Adrian Peterson with fantasy football, like, you know, trading for him and fighting to get him on my team and arguing and then keeper league. So Adrian Peterson, I, I've always had, like, this kind of thing with because he was just, like, a guy that caused a lot of controversy in my fantasy league that I take super, super seriously. So um, it was actually pretty funny. Uh, you know, the only thing I don't like is he's endorsed by Adidas. You know, it's whatever. But uh, I, think it was, I think it was pretty good. A dope story, for sure. And that's the story of the best day of Adrian 100%. Peterson's life. Ooh, nice right. job, Kyle. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, that's probably right. the day he met me all the rest of us would have been like oh man free fritos that's pimp that's all i needed that make my day <laughs> i i was like do you guys do you need anything else because <laughs> it was weird but <laughs> but uh anyway yeah that was my experience yesterday i had a lot of fun all right we can no, move okay. on I'll stop with the silence yeah. <laughs> no we're just basking in it uh, so Drew, who's clicking over there? Me. Somebody's got a lighter. Jeez, what's uh, up, Cal? Drew, tell us about these Sultans of Smoke cigars, man. Did you buy yours? I did. I have a box <laughs> of each coming. Um, B and B cigars has got a uh, the last. The last of the 2015 Sultans. These are original 2015, rolled in 2015 cigars. Not not remakes, not... They're the OGs. If you liked them before, we've aged them for you. So you don't have to. Where were they made? Ovia Negra? 
I know the I know the story. I just want you to say it for everybody. <laughs> I thought they sold out though. Somebody told me they sold out. No, no, they have not yet. They, they did not. Oh, okay. Well then, I'll message them that. Close, but they have not yet. But but no cigar. No cigar. Oh, I thought you meant they they sold out when we originally released them. No, this time. No, oh, okay, this time. This time they have not. Obviously, the first time they did not, because we're still selling them. <laughs> right. <laughs> no, bnbcigars.com. They've still got them. Talk to Vince up there. He'll take care of you. Good care. Sample packs, boxes, whatever you want. Reach around. Reach around. But also, you know, you get that, buy a sampler pack, get some patina, get some Roma. Yeah. Ooh. No, oh, he doesn't have Patina anymore. Uh, Vince, well, Vince is yeah. li- Vince will be listening to this. He told me so. Good, I hope he does. Vince, fucking write it down. <laughs> <laughs> Call Mo and get some Patina on order. Yeah. Anyway, um, <laughs> no, but this is this is uh, exciting. Um, I'm glad that the cigars are finally not in Drew's house anymore. No, me which- too. His wife is probably even more happy about yes. that. Yes. Um, but yeah, these are the original real deal. These are not a remake. These are like, they're not a remix. They are the original. And I think that, you know, I would say about these cigars, and I think all of us have smoked. I, Kyle, I know you have. Danny, I think you have. Um, if you're if you're a black label guy, you're going to like these cigars. Absolutely. Pretty simple. Yep. <laughs> you know, so... It's going to be interesting to see what five years did to them, though. I haven't smoked them in a while, so I'm, I'm excited. Yeah. Now, getting getting these made at Oveja Negra, did you try to get them to make the original patina? Like, since it was kind of before you started that? No, it, it was he was not because by the time I was looking to do patina, James had, had taken on a lot of projects. Mm-hmm. Um. And, uh, you know, man, he was start, dude. And I, I remember I saw him at IPCPR, uh, Drew, what year was that? When I told him, uh, I was like, you're welcome for helping. Uh, cause you know, like, dude, literally we released Sultans mm-hmm. and Oveja Negra just took off. I mean, yes. black label was everywhere. And when, and it was funny because when Drew and I would tell people, yeah, we're getting them done by black, you know, they're being made at the factory for black label cigar. Like who? Dude, mm-hmm. by the end of 2016, nobody was asking who Black Label. Everybody knew. Oh yeah. So you know when I that saw him, I, I gave him I gave him a little shit. I said, "Man, you're welcome for the Sultans uh, putting Oveja Negra on the map." <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure he took that. Huh? Greatly. I'm sure he took that so great. Uh, well, you well know, I... that was like that was like the reverse uh, Sultans curse there. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and then we had him on the podcast, came on, talked. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and, and the rest is it. I mean, Black Label is, is still, uh, you know, I'm doing very well. So, you know, we were kind of there from the beginning. You were the beginning. Yeah, we, if it yeah. wasn't for us, or you guys, I wasn't there yet. <laughs> <laughs> because I remember at that time, he was doing a cigar for... Um, and I can't remember the name of that brand, but it had 
Remember, Drew, I had that white, blue, and black band. I think they were out of Canada, maybe. Oh, yes. Yeah. And so those released just before Sultans that are around the same time. Um, I can't remember who it was. Laprove or Laprove, something like that. It was big with like the um, with the underground crowd. I think a lot of those guys smoked it. If I remember correctly. Cool. But yeah, get over to the site, buy some cigars, check them out. Should be good. And speaking of cigars you can buy or buy soon, Danny, I saw a Romacraft thing on the Instagrams today. Wait, yeah. we got to talk about a Romacraft release because, you know, you got to get your, your cash money going here. Uh, yeah, what what's that? So I believe you're talking about the Craft 2020 that Skip posted uh, a picture from the factory. Um, so that is almost a completely new cigar. It's the Cro-Magnon blend. This is essentially the Cro-Magnon anthropology. Um, so five and three quarter by 46 ring gauge, uh, with some flourishes of Ecuadorian Connecticut. Um, that's probably one of my favorite sizes ever. So I'm actually pretty excited about it. Uh, now that said, there's going to be about 1450 boxes, but it's only going to 10 stores. So, uh, yeah. So now we haven't, we already know the stores we've, we haven't announced the stores yet. Um, but yeah, I think it, it's going to be pretty dope. Very should cool. be sometime should be June at some point. Um, just, I think we're down to like one shipment per month, uh, from the factory right now. Cause it's just slow rolling. Um, so, yeah, sometime next month, maybe in a couple, few weeks, we'll get it, um, announce it, and then ship them out. Now, so how do you guys manage that with 10 stores? Do you give a list out, or do you just send it, and everybody kind of free-for-alls to find it? Oh, you mean customer-wise? Yeah, yeah, if somebody wanted them. Um, well, I think we're going we're gonna to set out a press release um, with the 10 stores, um, but also it's like, I mean, let's be real, right? Like the 10 stores are going to sell out of these super fast, right? So, the, you know, it's kind of up to them to really promote it, right? It's like, we're giving you, I don't want to say a gift, but it kind of is. It's like, you're going to have no problem selling these things. Um, so, you know, but I know the stores are going to be itching to get it out there once, you know, once they officially find out. Um, so I, I don't really see an issue with it. I, I think, I think they're going to be gone either way. I mean, it's, it's one of those, when we have these crazy LEs like this, it's never really an issue of like people finding out. Um, no, I'm with you. I'm just wondering, you know, for, for people who are listening, who want it, what's their right. best, best to, to get it. And it sounds like they'll know the stores ahead of time so they can figure it out. Yeah, I mean, it's going to be fairly close. Um, I mean, we want to kind of make the announcement around the same time we start, uh, we get ready to ship them out. Um, but yeah, if you watch out for any of the news things, we're, we're going to send out a press release. So, 
Um, I'll let you know. I wonder if I can make, maybe I can do a, no, I don't think Skip will let me. But I was going to say, I can, <laughs> I can do, I can name half of the stores on the Sultan just to, just to do it. But I, I don't think Skip would appreciate that. Yeah, he might bring Call of Duty to real life on you on that. Um, <laughs> now, an interesting thing that I you were smoking a Cro-Magnon, Connecticut, was that right the other day? Yeah, um, that's something we I, we've had for a little while, um, but they're just kind of one-offs. Um, that's oh, not something okay. we're actually making. So, yeah, it's the actual full uh, Cro-Magnon with the full wrapper of, and it's good. Um, it's just very different than our than our EC or even your uh, your EC. It's I don't know if it would ever work, but it, it's it's tasty. It's it, it's good, but it, I really think it'd be for cigar nerds. Um, like I don't know, but I would love to see it because I think the the black band looks really great on it. But that's not a reason to come out with a cigar. But I don't know. It's been done plenty of times. Mm-hmm, yeah, and it's, <laughs> it's never and stopped it's, other people. Exactly. Well, that's exactly <laughs> the point. Speaking of speaking of cigar bands, people that do order the Sultan cigars just you know understand that those cigar bands are brutal to take off. Mm-hmm. So you know, uh, just be prepared for that if you've never smoked them before. It's like listening to the podcast. Once you start, you can't get rid of it. So it's just yeah. like that band; it's not going anywhere. Uh, yeah, yeah. You should buy twice as many cigars so that. Yeah, you don't have to worry about the band. You just stop smoking once you get to the band. Now that said, you know I work for a company that has traditionally tough bands to get off at some point. So, which is probably the number one complaint. Yeah, people get over it. Your guys' cigars are too good to not smoke because the band is hard to take off. Yeah, who gives a fuck? So, uh, um. So where where do we go next, Cal? I think we got to talk about cigar noise. Cigar noise. Yes. You guys been on cigar noise? Sure have. Good yeah. deal. If you haven't, you should. You're a loser. <laughs> Get on cigar check noise. Check out the weekly shows that are coming now. Ooh, I forgot about that. Yes. I I missed it. I I watched it. And I remember how ridiculous and entertaining they are. Yes. And it's only 10 minutes. You know, take the time. Watch. It's hilarious. Kyle, you had, uh, and I actually wanted to ask you about this this week. Um, but we can talk about that after Drew's done talking about how great Cigar Noise is. <laughs> that, that was it. Go ahead. Oh, that was it. <laughs> uh, segue. <laughs> so, Kyle, okay. There are people or there is first of all where did you get that white glove from was it from like a box of you know fuente uh, anniversaries or the don carlos or whatever or like not well i had it in my closet it was in my closet yeah, i had I it bet. okay <laughs> um where did you read that the origination of bands had to do with people not wanting to stain their their fingers, was it? Yeah, you read that all over the place if you start looking up why do cigars have bands. That's mm-hmm. like, um, you know how sometimes you'll look up an article to try to find something out on the internet? 
mm-hmm. and it is wildly wrong. That is on a ton of different shop websites. It's on a bunch of different places if you just Google that shit up. It's also in a number of books where they talk about the actual origin of cigar bands. Okay. So it's a pretty common thing that people say. Gotcha. But the reality is that it was used to differentiate Cuban cigar, authentic Cuban cigars from counterfeits. That's how it started. And then, I mean, you, you get the obvious marketing right away, right? Like, right. why wouldn't you put it on your cigar as a marketing tool? Right. So, like everything else, it's all about money. Yeah, sure. True that. And, and the most interesting thing is they are still combating that same issue today. Uh, Absolutely in, true. In a little bit, little bit of a different way. Um, but I remember when Cigar Noise Weekly first started, uh, and I remember doing that like little tour of Mombacho Factory, Casa Favilli back then, and and I don't know if that was the kiss of death or what, but it, it didn't. It kind of stopped soon after. Well, also Dave got chipped out and with the military, but um, I'm glad it's back, man. I think that's great. I love it. It'll be fun. Uh, speaking of cigar shows, though, Danny, you were just on a cigar show. All right. That is not ours. Yeah. Cheap Don't worry. Ass. Trifling ass. <laughs> well, I did listen to it. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, last Friday, it just, and they just posted it up today, uh, did the Hot Ticket Podcast with those guys for the first time in, like, it's probably like three years ago I did it. Uh, mm-hmm. And it was it was great. It was you know we had a pretty good conversation. Those guys know a lot more now than they did three years ago. And 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 I told them you know I'm like you know you can really see the progression of their cigar knowledge um, over the last three years, kind of you know. And they 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 make no you know they don't front you know they they know that they were, were kind of rookies starting out. But I've I've always said it you know they they have some of the best art. They have some of the best like quality sounds and stuff. They don't have sirens and birds in the fucking background. Yeah, um, that's nice. Yeah, train so. crossing. Train, but it—you got—you kind of got to admit it's a nice, authentic touch, though. Sirens. Yeah. See. Okay. <laughs> I think that's, it adds a little bit of character. We're not, like, you know, that secret. We're not faking anything here. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I wish we yeah, would. They definitely <laughs> have the best production quality in the game. Yeah, they really rock it. Yeah, they do yeah, really they good. Do. So, you know, in that, and and I don't know, I want to kind of tease this a little bit. Um, I kind of thought of an idea towards the end of it of us doing a Zoom call with um, us, them, and uh, our homies at TLE. Uh, and, and Chris just jumped all over it. And I, and I think so did all of us. And I, I just think it's going to be, I can't wait for that. So maybe in a, in a couple of weeks we'll do that. And uh, so everybody that's listening, just stay tuned. That'd be dope. Yeah, so be cool as hell. Did you did you think of that because it would be super cool, which it will be, or because you want to get the Sultan's curse on all the other podcasts <laughs> so that we're the yeah. only one like like Highlander that shit? Thanks, Danny. Yeah. <laughs> that's right. Mowing people oh. down. ABC, baby. Always be closing. Well, then we better cancel it with them, and there's a few others that I'm sure we could bring on that would, uh, <laughs> you know, 
fit the bill a little bit better. But so what yeah. you guys are actually hearing right now is uh, so downtown Chicago at about eight, between eight and eight fifteen every night, the local police or I'm sorry, fire department house uh, brings out the trucks and it's like a show of support for um, first responders and, and stuff like that. And so they'll drive around and then the uh, condo buildings and stuff, people will stand on their balconies and cheer and play music or, or then sometimes the fire engines themselves will play music. Awesome. So that, that's kind of what you're hearing in the background. That's great. So that's actually a really good segue into another topic I want to, I want to talk about. Okay. Uh, it's a, it's a, a more of a funny question topic. So if each of the guys on the show, right, if we all got arrested, right, and you all found out about it, right? So let's say Drew got arrested, mm-hmm. and we found out that he was in jail, but we didn't know why. Mm-hmm. What, what would you assume that Drew had done? Like, what would be your guess? Drew? Yeah, and we're going to go around. We're going to get all of us. Um, man, that's a good one. I fucking don't know. Somebody <laughs> didn't put the weights back at the gym, so <laughs> he waited till they were bench pressing and then just pushed the the barbell no. into their no. neck. Drew doesn't go to the gym anymore. Yeah. Well, actually, no, none of us do. The, no. the, the home, Thanks. the home Thanks gym. For, <laughs> Thanks for ruining my my contribution. No, I, I could appreciate I could appreciate the scenario under normal normal circumstances, but I don't I don't think you can. <laughs> So what do you think? Yeah, I thought Drew Drew would be like he assaulted somebody who was stupid. Yeah. Yeah, I was gonna say a coworker. <laughs> that's it's probably not far off. <laughs> Alright, what about stupid. Mo? <laughs> Drew's thinking about doing it right now. He's like, I'm like <laughs> I know. Dude, he, he, already, has, he already knows who it's gonna be. Dude, oh, he's got yeah, a dude. fucking list. He's like Santa Claus of ass whoopings at his company. <laughs> the Oprah Winfrey. You get ass whooping. You <laughs> <laughs> no, you think you're, you're next. Yeah, uh, that's good. All right, me, I guess. Yeah, mo time. Um, I think Mo would finally, probably the same. I don't know why I keep going to violence. I guess maybe guys would do steroids. But it's just like, <laughs> he's just so nice all the time that I think he'll finally explode and just rip someone's head off. Fucking lose it. Yeah. <laughs> That's usually how it goes. Yeah. yeah. He was so nice and quiet. I, 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 I didn't see this coming. Like, That's why yeah. you should have seen it coming. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> like, That's exactly why I talked about yeah. that. Thing. Bottling a bunch of shit up inside. Uh... See, I thought for Mo, it would be... Like, somebody gave him a really good financial tip that was too good to be true, and they got him for some weird insider trading shit. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. They're not, they're yeah. not Trump and Mo. Uh-uh. I, I, you know what, man? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to tell you this. I actually have had that happen in the past, because especially, like, when I worked in the accounting world. You have friends, obviously, doing audits all over the place. Um, but I never, you know, it was very easy to do that if you wanted to, you knew what people's earnings were going to be or close to it, you know, and, uh, you could have definitely done that, but 
that is that would have been unethical and uh none of us did and and that's a testament to the people i worked with too so it's pretty cool yeah you can look at it that way but your coworkers are better than Drews. Yeah, it, it's not worth it, man. You know what, dude? You make a few bucks, and you know, stuff. People start to see a pattern. It, it's just, it's not a good look. I think the but, problem is, and listen, I, I'm not about breaking the law or anything, but it's like, well, maybe. I, but if you, if you make your money, the the problem is these guys get greedy. That's why they, sure. you know, yeah. that's why they get caught. It's because you could probably do it, yeah. make your money, stash it, and then just like mm-hmm. whatever. But, you know, don't live that Bernie Sanders, like, not Bernie Sanders. What was the guy's name? Bernie, Bernie Madoff. Madoff. Yeah, don't live that kind of fucking lifestyle. So so it's interesting you bring that up because, like I, I, I've mentioned on the podcast before, I'll, when I got it, when I graduated school for four and a half years, investigating corporate fraud is what I did. And that was always the common theme was the guy was getting away with it or the lady was getting away with it. And then they tried to take it to the next level. Right, and then they couldn't do it, and then that's when they got caught. And so, yeah, definitely. So, but it's interesting, man. A lot of it is human psychology too. Anyway, Kyle, what about you? What, Drew, Danny, what what would we be, be bailing Kyle out of? A crazy amount of overdue library books. I figured it'd be like cocaine and hookers. Yeah. No, I, I, I was going to say... <laughs> On top I was of gonna, a pile of overdue libraries. <laughs> I was going to say definitely narcotics distribution. Yeah, you'd uh, never I see could, that coming. Dude, Kyle is the perfect candidate. You guys have watched McMillions, right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. No. Do you remember, no. do you remember <laughs> the guy that they first went to, to, to try to catch? out in Florida or whatever that like seemingly super nice older gentleman that was completely unassuming. Yeah. And then later in the, later in the show, they're like, yeah, this guy was like one of the biggest drug dealers in Florida. or whatever. Oh, like, that's Kyle. Yeah. Those are the guys that get away with it. It's, you know, oh, absolutely. They, they don't, they don't ball out. They have, you know, they have good yeah. jobs. Yep. Right. And then they, you can just sell on the side. You store that money. You don't need it. And you live in some nice neighborhood because you can afford it. And then you just never, like, are you kidding me right now? Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, like that guy? Shit. Yeah. yeah. All right. Well, Daniel, Kyle, Drew. Danny. Danny's a tough make, one. I had to make fun of Kyle a little bit. Sorry, I don't normally do that. I mean, you'll be happy to know that my library books are fucking never overdue. <laughs> <laughs> you'll also be happy I, to know that mostly I just fucking buy them. I don't, I don't yeah. go to a library. Uh, yeah, you can't deal with those peasants. They probably you also, are, yeah. they don't have the level of books you like either at the library. Yeah. Quantum mechanics. They do at certain <laughs> libraries, but yeah, you got to interlibrary loan that shit. <laughs> We'll see Danny. Danny's tough. Yeah. Yeah, I'd never get caught. <laughs> I mean, with that attitude, you yeah. will get caught. Danny, right. Danny will get caught. <laughs> Haven't got caught yet? 
Not yet. That's a tough one, man. Yeah. Well, Cal, thanks for thinking about it before you answer that question. I did think about it, but then I was like, Danny's a tough one. I mean, like, I could definitely see you going off on somebody, but we already talked about that so much. Right. Need something more interesting than that. And narco terrorism, maybe? Um, no, not terrorism, but traffic. Traffic narco trafficking. <laughs> 100%. If, or, I, if you ever if you ever see me post a picture of like, hey, I bought this giant truck that I'm gonna buy, I'm gonna export peaches with or potatoes. But yeah, he's he's moving drugs to Mexico. Yeah, he's pushing weight. <laughs> I could see a scenario where where somebody accuses Danny of of some sort of bizarre sexual misdeeds because he's so hot, and then like he turned them down. And they went after Danny. Yeah. And it's just all a big, like, he's getting fucked for nothing kind of a scenario. Right. <laughs> Literally getting fucked. Um, I mean, hopefully not in that scenario. <laughs> Otherwise, right. you'd be guilty. Oh, I meant when I'm in jail. Um, oh, the good stuff. I could, <laughs> yeah, I could see if, you know, somebody was messing, like, mess with my kid or something like that. Like, almost in any way. <laughs> like something that my kid didn't like you and I are probably going to have issues. I remember I went to a baseball game and this, there was a foul ball that came and this guy like kind of moved my daughter out the way so he could get the fucking ball. Yo, the guy in front of me had to calm me down. And the fact the guy was twice my size, so I wasn't stupid, but I almost went at it. Danny's going to show up at the schoolyard to take on the six-year-old that's messing with his little kid. No, yeah. the six-year-old's dad. No, their parents. That's right. Like, you either beat him right now, or I'm going to beat you. You tell me. It's rather well, aggressive. It. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's Texas, though, right? Yeah, for the three years that I've lived in Texas. Not, not my New York upbringing. It's, it's in Texas. They're crazy in Texas. They cry. All right, cool. Uh, right. Totally, totally different topic. Next, because that's how we do it. Uh, how much weight have you guys gained during the lockdown? <laughs> None. Hmm. No, I think no, I was like at no, three no. pounds and then I lost it. I really haven't gained much. I'm at about five pounds, I think. I Fuck mean, I the muscle be that I lost. So, so are you guys me? working out or how how are you keeping it low? Mm. Uh, just not eating as much. I fast before I pick out. So I try to fast for like 18 hours. Yeah. I mean, I could no, just working out. To, just working out. Lose a little bit and I eating. Just need to lose some, but eating properly. Yeah, that'll do it. I don't. Man, and here, here's the tough thing about it: is even if gyms open back up tomorrow, I don't see myself going back, at least for a while. They're open here and have been for a while. 
And and man, dude, come June fifteenth, we're we're gonna realize one of two things here: that we vastly overreacted, or or we were right all along to sit our asses at home. <laughs> Because did you guys see some of the footage from this weekend? Uh, yeah. Yeah, it's uh, it's rough. Dude, even, I don't know if you guys saw, Wisconsin had its single biggest increase ever since this all started uh, earlier this week. Or last week, sorry. Late last week. So. Yeah, we got we got half of Illinois seems to be coming up to Wisconsin right now, too. I mean, that could cause a pandemic all on, on its own. Right. We're going to run out of sausage. <laughs> I know how you like your parties. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I mean, dude, this is like, I mean, can you imagine if we got to go through another fucking shutdown? It's going to be brutal. Yeah, it would suck. Because, Danny, we talked about this a little bit last week when you were on. We were talking about, you know, finding that balance because at some point, you know, the longer that small businesses and stuff have to stay closed, you're just going to kind of see this continual wealth gap, right? Because the big guys are going to be able to survive. Small guys are not going to be able to. And it's tough, but people are not doing themselves any favors right now. I feel like. Yeah. And you know, it's funny. It's like, I'm, I'm kind of on both sides of this. It's like, I know, yeah. like I get like, listen, you got to stay home, but God, dude, there's, you know, I know being at the store, I'm like, ah, I don't feel like going home right now. Like, you know, what else? And I'm like, all right, fucking nothing. You can't, you can't do anything else. But like, I get people getting antsy, wanting to get out. The weather's been so fucking beautiful. Like I get it. But, you know, you got to think past that shit. Now, it's tougher, you know, because I can just think about my kids and this and that. But then, um, you know, if you're a single guy living on your own, who's like going to tell you to stay home? You know, you're just going to go do whatever you want. Because you really don't have to think about yourself. Yeah. That's how Oklahoma is, man. They, uh, people got sick of the COVID and decided they're done playing the game and uh, <laughs> they went back to normal life. <laughs> it's, yeah, I've seen it's the nuts. increased number of people without masks at the stores. You know, troubling. Yeah. Now, I did take my mask off to take that picture of Adrian Peterson, but... Well, that's worth it. You get the COVID for that, huh? Yeah. <laughs> I would. I'm not even going to lie. I would tell everybody, dude, I got COVID-19 from Adrian Peterson. Because <laughs> he's asymptomatic. It was the fastest transmission ever. Ever, yeah. Well done, Cal. Well done. So, Cal, are you... Okay, so you, you said you've gained 5 to 10. What? I mean, probably. I haven't weighed myself, but yeah, probably. So, like... All right. 
people are listening to this, what are some ideas? Like, I know for me, um, I started shooting baskets again. You know, just to try to get a little exercise. Um, what are some, I mean, there, you can, I know like G Fizzle's been bike riding a lot. Um, you know, that's a guy that lived at the gym, right? Uh, before this all happened. But what are some other ideas? Um, I know some of our listeners like run, you know, Sean from Canada, he's a big running guy. Ted's a big running guy. I'm not a big running guy, but stuff that, what are some ideas that you guys have? And Drew, I mean, what are you thinking or, or ideas of what guys could do or ladies could do at home to help offset some of this? Uh, I wish I had that clip of Schwarzenegger saying humping and pumping right now. Uh, <laughs> 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 uh, look, run, bike. Uh, you have a swimming pool, swim. Uh, our neighborhood swimming pools are actually open here. So you can go to a neighborhood pool. Uh, man, push-ups and sit-ups around your house. Lift heavy things. I mean, if you have a coffee table, lift the coffee table, move shit. Like, I guarantee people have some some heavy items in their garage or whatnot. Do your normal workout as best you can with items around your house. Yeah, there was uh, there's a guy on Instagram named Julian Smith, and at the beginning of COVID, he had put some videos out of like using stuff around the house, like garbage cans and mm-hmm. uh, suitcases to do like bench and squats and, and stuff like that, which is pretty interesting. So if you look up Julian Smith, uh, those videos would have probably been from, you know, early March. Um, there's definitely that type of stuff, but even more so, man, forget the weight gain for a lot of people in, in myself, first and foremost, being able to go to the gym was a moment of clarity more than anything. Yeah. It was an exercise of my mind in the calming of it. The physical aspect or whatever physical, like, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, results came of that was just icing on the cake. But it was more of a way to keep myself sane. Mm-hmm. You know? And that's been the toughest part. Smoke a cigar. Yeah, that helps. <laughs> I mean, for me, it's it's really not that hard. I just have to stop eating like a fat ass, which is what I've been doing, and drinking a lot of beer. So I'll switch over to hard alcohol and uh, drink a, and eat a little bit better. I'll be all right. Now, Kyle, you, you said you guys haven't been eating out much, though, right? So you're basically, you know, right? That's That's Carbon mostly trick. correct. Yeah, we'll do some takeout. Uh, mm-hmm. When they do the curbside, but right, but no, I've been making a lot of food mm-hmm. and then eating a lot of food. Gotcha. <laughs> uh, speaking of drinking, though, I got a question that I think might be up your guys' alley. Hopefully, yeah. Uh, if if we took any sport and made it part of the rules that every player had to be drunk, which <laughs> sport would you want to watch? <laughs> That's a good one, man. That's a good one. Oh well, Any I guess you could watch bowling. Good. 
Jeez. <laughs> like, that would make bowling fun. For the, if the bowlers were drunk or if the spectators were? The bowlers. Yeah. I mean... I think most of the spectators have to be drunk to be watching bowling, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, if you go to, like, a bowling alley, most of those guys are drunk while they're bowling anyway. So. Mm-hmm. I guess you could watch it anywhere. But I think NBA would be pretty dope. Yeah. <laughs> Can you imagine, like, these guys just, like... The end score would be, like, I don't know, 12 to 18 or something. Actually, who knows? Those guys might perform better. Baseball would be the most dangerous. Can <laughs> you imagine? Jeez. Their reaction would be terribly slow, though. They'd never hit the ball. <laughs> yeah, they'd yeah. never hit the ball. But they... Yeah, they would get hit by the ball more. Eh? Mm. Right. Yeah, I don't know. Be funny. Maybe highlight something stupid. Tennis. <laughs> <laughs> Tennis. <laughs> Tennis would be real good. How about golf? Golf, yeah. I've, I've seen that, though, too. I've seen because then what happens is you get to like the seventh or eighth hole and they just quit. Like, fuck out. <laughs> Dan- Danny's participated in that one, it sounds like. Uh, well, I mean, that's if you look at the concept of top golf, I mean, they have a pretty amazing bar that you, and you can just drive the ball because they know when you're drunk like that, you don't really want to do much else. Mm-hmm. That's been a fascinating business model. That really caught on. Oh my god! And there's some copycats now too, but they yeah they have they have it down packed, man. Yeah, and they did a nice job of actually positioning themselves for corporate outings. That really helped them too. Yeah, so that was that man. Smart concept, smart move. No, it's pretty pretty damn yeah. smart. I don't know, Kyle. What about you? What would you want to watch? You guys were. I mean, there there's no way to do it safe. But I do think some kind of auto racing would be. Oh, uh, yeah. We just call that the Wisconsin Highway uh, at, at bar time. Yeah. Oh, it's called bumper cars. That's true. Yeah. Ooh, That's bumper true. cars drunk would be dope. Actually, I've done that. Yeah, it's just a bachelor party, right? <laughs> that was a long time ago. Oh, paintball drunk would be great. Everyone would get hurt. I mean, really, ev- everything drunk is is just slightly more fun. Yeah, it would well, be fun to watch like a, one professional sport, though, where just just one time, right? Everybody get drunk. Let's watch <laughs> boxing. Would be pretty good. Mm. Oh wow, MMA! Yeah. I just figured yeah, that'd be another rough. bar fight. That's the winner, dude. MMA. <laughs> is is Tyson coming back? By the way, is that a real thing? I don't know, but man, if you look at those videos, he yeah, could. he looks good. He he looks ferocious. They've been playing on ESPN. They've been playing his old fights. So you so you can watch all of them in about three minutes. Right, yeah. dude. It's, you're you're absolutely right because literally it's like one fight, ten minutes later, the next fight, and that's because eight minutes of commercials. Yeah. So. But what kind of, I mean, who would get in the ring with Tyson in his prime? Oh, God. 
A lot of people did. Yes. I know. Make that there money. Was, I mean, pay, pay them enough and people will do anything. Yeah, that's true. What were you going to say, Drew? Just that money, man. Money talks. Yeah. There was one guy, and I forgot his name, but literally it looked like they went into a bar. And said, this was like really early on in his career. I think it was maybe his 13th or 14th fight. I mean, they literally looked like they went into like a bar somewhere in Boston, grabbed this guy and said, hey, how do you want you, you want to fight this guy named Mike Tyson? He's like, well, sure. <laughs> I mean, zero muscle deficit. He was tall, big, but like zero muscle, zero mobility. I mean, it was it was hilarious. <laughs> and he just sat there and took punches and kept trying to hug Tyson to waste time. That, that, but if he, if he did it right, he just had to do one fight and retire. Yeah, but the purses weren't like that, though, in Tyson's early fights. Bro. Yeah. I mean, what did he yeah, really make off of that? You know? He made it onto the Psalms of Smoke podcast. Right, yeah, I'm sure. That was a lifelong goal. What more could you want? Yeah. <laughs> They'll probably make it into a re- reality TV show, though. Like, for every second you stay in the ring, ring with Tyson, now you'll you get fifty dollars or something. Yeah, but when he knocks that dude out, how much money him, can you rack yeah. up <laughs> until he knocks yeah. you out? What would, what would it take for you to get in the ring with him even now? Anybody? With anybody or Tyson? No, no, no. With Tyson. Any of you guys. How much money do you get in the million. <laughs> How much? How much? 30 million. 30 million. <laughs> because, fuck. I, I don't know if there's a number. I mean, everyone always says there's a price, but. That, that might be something you don't walk out of, man. Yeah, it's a guaranteed he's putting you down on the mat. Yeah, but you yeah. can be... Listen, I got I got attacked one time, got the shit beat out of me, because I didn't see the guy coming, and I got zero. So... Was his name Mike Tyson? <laughs> I didn't... I never got to see him, so I don't know. So... <laughs> but I I would do it for... I would do it for a, a ridiculous amount of money. And, and you got to pay my hospital bills. <laughs> Yeah, I was I was gonna say five million plus medical expenses. Shit, that might be worth. That might be more than five million. That's okay. Well, I mean, you can. You didn't say I got to do my best against this guy, right? I got to take one hit and fall. <laughs> that one might. That one hit might change your tra- your life trajectory forever. <laughs> That's okay. My kids will be all right then. Uh. Drew, what's your number, man? Drew Fist? Yeah. I think I'd do it pretty cheap. I <laughs> mean, a couple mil? Pff, no, I was thinking like 100,000. <laughs> what? Yeah. Drew's thousand. like, I'd see him on the street and we'd go to, we'd get to it. No. 100,000 plus medical. <laughs> no. Yeah. I don't think you understand what it is to get hit by a freight train. I'm looking at the residuals after you got knocked the fuck out. <laughs> well, 
Well, you'd probably be pretty famous. No, you'd you probably wouldn't. be on a couple of talk shows. No, you, you'd get made fun of the rest of your a, life. A book deal, dude. Nobody else is doing it. Yeah, they'd make fun of you for only taking a hundred thousand. Because <laughs> <laughs> you know how many people would like, like, listen, he got his ass whooped, but he got thirty mil. I'll do it. Right. <laughs> yeah. Hundred thousand. Now nah, I'm good. <laughs> so wait, you did? You got in a ring with Tyson, and you didn't get paid? <laughs> yeah, you're an idiot. Double yeah, fucking moron. Like, Listen, I'm I'm kind of spitballing here, but I'm assuming, you know, let's say you make more than a hundred thousand a year, which a lot of people do. It's not like, it's not like life altering, but him knocking your jaw off is life altering, yeah. or biting your ear off. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, and yeah, there's an extra ten mil for biting my fucking ear off. Right. Yeah. There's got to be a kicker in there somewhere. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> But then I, if I totally ride that that to fame, though, right? Like oh, that yeah. build up to the fight. Yeah. You get your fifteen minutes. Fifteen yeah. minutes. Fifteen minutes, and then fifteen days in the hospital. But you're fifteen I, seconds. Yeah. Well, fifteen well, days. It, of the hyphen. fight is fifteen seconds. That's fine. Yeah. You get yeah. your fifteen minutes of fame. It would happen. Yeah. But I'd. Uh, but then I'd want a hundred million if I won. I'm sure he would do that. Yeah, I'm sure. Yeah, we'll give you those odds. I'm sure. Yeah, because it would take an act of God, <laughs> and that's not an insult on you, Danny. <laughs> that's just... No, it's pretty fucked up, bro. Because <laughs> <laughs> I'm the size of his arm. What are you trying to say? But I mean, dude. A okay, Adrian Peterson is a physical specimen, right? <laughs> like, dude, the dude is jacked. And he's and one it, of the hardest working dudes in the off season and all of that. I mean, he's been articles written about him, right? But Mike Tyson's a whole other ball game, even from him. How tall is Tyson? Five ten. That's what he's lifted. I'd rather fight Tyson than Adrian Peterson, just because I shook his hand and I got hurt. So I can't imagine Mike Tyson. You know, I, mean, I just can't imagine fighting. I'm kidding. You know, he's a Adrian He's Peterson wouldn't get into the fucking ring with Tyson. He'd no. be like, no, I'm good, man. Yeah. 5'10", <laughs> yeah. right. yeah. 240? Yeah. A muscle. Yeah, yeah a he's muscle. just solid. I could, I could be 240 by the time we fight. <laughs> I'm already 5'10", so I can get it. Yeah. Yeah. I could be, but that wouldn't, that wouldn't help me any. <laughs> <laughs> He'll punch and it'll just get sucked right into the, the belly flap. <laughs> There's no way out now, Tyson. Now we're stuck together. Yeah, but you got to remember he has one more arm. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that, that's that's problematic. <laughs> I'm a, what what would you since we're already on this? What would you do for just like one punch? You get to block. You you know it's coming. How much money for him to punch you once? That's, that's the same number. Yeah, that's that's, what yeah, that's all it would take. No, you I could mean, probably dodge yeah. him once or twice in the ring. Uh, no, I don't know. I don't nope. think so. <laughs> Look, man, I've, I've I have a black belt in a martial art, and I guarantee you, I can't. You, I you don't man, think I you could, you don't think you could block something? Cow. He's gonna take a body, give you a body shot, double you over, and not get to uppercut you. 
I don't think like so. Here's the thing. Let's say you put your you. Let's say you put your glove up <laughs> to your face to block, <laughs> and this this massive fist is punching your fist. But just he's once, knock you out with it, with your fist. Just right. But just <laughs> one yeah. one punch, and yeah, you know it's coming. Your hand and knock yeah. you out and break <laughs> right. your nose. Like, you wouldn't even. <laughs> So you're saying you think you have a better chance in the ring than just a one punch? Look, bro, I've seen Kit, like, I've seen dudes that just, like, train for fun, right? Or not fun, but to stay in shape or whatever. And I'll see them hitting the bag. And stuff. And there are dudes that I'm like, man, I wouldn't want to get in the ring with that guy. So, oh, yeah. like, I'm saying that about some schmuck at the gym. What about Mike Tyson? And I don't care if that guy's 70 years old. You know what? I changed my mind. Fuck Mike Tyson. I would fuck him up in a minute. <laughs> Literally, he would know. Like, man, that's what it was to be fighting me in the nineties. Fuck him. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know who's friends with him? Like really decent, like really decent, good-ish friends with him is is Ronnie from Secreto. So maybe I shouldn't say that because if he listens, and then he texts Mike, <laughs> and then all of a sudden there's just a knock at my door. Yeah. Hey, Iron Mike. <laughs> <laughs> Marshmallow Danny from fucking Austin is talking shit about you. I, I, I don't know. I don't know who you're talking about. <laughs> yeah, just show him Skip. Oh, that's who he meant. Yeah, that guy over there with the glasses. <laughs> <laughs> that's the dodge. It's not dodging the fist. It's right. dodging the fight. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Oh my god, that's a great question. Now. Now, what would it cost to get you in the ring with Mike Tyson if you were both drunk? Same number. He might be worse. Yeah. He might be worse then. Yeah. Yeah. What if he's an angry drunk? <laughs> I guarantee you he is. Yeah, and then he just—oh yeah, no doubt. He act, like doesn't even realize that he ripped my head off. He would. <laughs> and, and eat my children. <laughs> Fucking Mortal Combat up in here. <laughs> All right. Cal, what else we got tonight? Anything? That's pretty good. Uh, I got another one, but you know, l- let me know what you think about this one. Go uh, for I'm it. curious, what's the best prank that you've ever been a part of? <laughs> oh, man, Mo, do you got something? Me? Yeah, you were you were laughing. I I, I I do, but it's not one that I want to uh, to share. It, also, then you shouldn't have done it, you pussy. I, that, well, I just laughed. I didn't. So I got one that I'll I'll share. It I did it. So, um, I think I talked about this on the podcast last year, year before. So you can buy I those. Would, well, according to Cow, according to Cow, we have a lot of new listeners. So even if we've talked about it before, oh, well, you're gonna that, get you it know, again. After, yeah. Um, so you can buy those, um, they're like envelopes, but when you pull a tab on them, it'll chirp like a cricket or meow like a cat or something. Oh yeah. And you put it up on so the, in the ceiling or something. I put it under the dude's, um, uh, like his bookcase in his office and it was chirping. <laughs> he, he's getting pissed. He leaves for <laughs> lunch cause he's so pissed. And I, so I grab another one and stick it like on the other side of the room. <laughs> And the greatest part of the story is not until later, like the next week when I finally told him, but 
he was like calling his wife and like bitching at her for these crickets. And he thought somebody else had done it. And he thought there were real live crickets in there. And he's like, there's a cricket here and one over here. And I know they're just going to get together and fuck tonight. And he's just going off about these crickets that he thinks are real and in his office. And, uh, I guess it actually really pissed him off. But in the end, when he found out it was a joke, he thought it was pretty funny. So, when he found out who did it, he was like, oh, I guess I can't say shit. I guess. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it was good. That's funny. They were pretty lifelike, so. I don't know. So I've done the, I've done the uh, guy falls asleep in your back seat and then you slam on the brakes and scream. Uh, like if you got into an accident or something and, uh, that would I literally had to pull over because I was laughing so hard, which I love that. So if you ever have a buddy of yours fall asleep in the back, just you know, pulling up to a red light or something, just slam on the brakes and scream your head off and enjoy. You're welcome. It's almost sadistic. Oh, it's great. I don't give a fuck. I can't wait to do it again. Yeah, it's pretty good. Uh, cow? Um... There were a number of them in college, but yeah. uh, one of my favorite ones was we took literally everything out of somebody's dorm room, like everything they owned when they were gone for a break, and they came back and there was nothing there. <laughs> Where did you put it? In other people's rooms. It was just all over the fucking place. We helped them put it back together, obviously, because that's the right thing to do. Uh, or like the time when uh, my buddy drank a lot of Diet Coke, so we uh, walled him into his dorm room. With cans of Diet Coke. <laughs> a shit ton of Diet Coke. Diet Coke. Not our sponsor. What, um, Kyle, what, why, so why did you prank, not the Diet Coke guy, but the guy that you removed all his stuff from his dorm room, why, why did you do that prank on him? Because it's funny. Was, was there something about him? No, no, it was, it was, oh. a, it was a, a woman. But uh, no, it was oh. just fun. We all uh, we all lived together and had a good time, like on our like dorm floor. Yeah, and it was just funny as fuck. So we did it. All right. But I had to like convince the RA to give us the key. It was pretty cool. And I got you. It's <laughs> playing with fire, man. Yeah, whatever. It's a cow we're talking about here. Come on, Mo. Yeah, he lives on the edge. Yeah, this is the same guy that was saying that I would get busted for selling drugs to people. It's concerned that I took things out of a room and put them <laughs> back when I was done. I'm just saying that should you choose that line of work, you would be perfect and unassuming. And there you'd you be go. able to run you'd be able to run shit. That's all I'm saying. All right. I don't That's know why cow. I'm wasting time on this podcast instead of I, I don't either. Cooking meth I, or whatever people do. I mean, you have some Walter White qualities in you, you know. <laughs> did that, and, did that uh, end well? It did actually, didn't it? I don't know. I didn't watch the series. Is that no? He people... ended up. I think he ended up perishing at the end. Oh. Cool. I remember Sounds like a, a great line of work. Well, you can change well, the ending. Mhm. Yeah, you write your own script, Kyle. Do you? Is that is that typically <laughs> how it works when you sell drugs to people? Everybody's no. happy. Just don't get uh, caught. 
No. Not typically. <laughs> um, yeah. Anybody got anything else? Well, not really. I, I guess I was never really much of a prankster. Anybody got anything else for the podcast? Um, what was I going to say? Yes. Uh, have you guys... I'm curious to know um, for the guys that live in states where they've kind of opened back, opened stuff back up. And so I guess Danny, Cal, this, and Drew. Um, are, lounge, are cigar lounges open? Are you guys seeing people going back the lounges are they doing you know only x number of people out in at a time what are you guys kind of seeing in that regard yeah ours are open here uh, i think they're at like 35 percent capacity at the moment mm-hmm. and you're supposed to be social distancing but dude nobody's doing that the capacity thing they are the distancing i, I haven't been in one so i don't know 100 percent at a cigar shop but other places Dude, it's insane here. Literally, everybody is just like I said earlier. They're uh, they're done playing the game. They put it up and they're like, "All right, I'm going back to what normal was." So, if you guys are here's a question for you guys: If you own a cigar shop right now, okay, what would you guys do? Um, I would probably do the, you know, depending on the size of the lounge, of course, mm-hmm. um, I would, you know, block off every other chair or whatever. Um, I would have the, you know, while you're in the humidor, while you're paying for your cigar, you need to have a mask on. Obviously it's stupid if you're smoking cigar with your mask on, but I've seen people do it. Um, and um, and I would have some, try to do something to normalcy, but, you know, have hand sanitizer everywhere. I, I think being cautious like that, you know, you should, you should be okay. Um, so those, I, I don't like the idea of you know, people going in and putting a fucking uh, cigars in the humidor, but, um, you know, if, if they had a mask on and they can sanitize before they go in, then I'm fine. Taking. Taking taking temperatures. Um, I've seen stores yeah. doing that now too. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, yeah, I've seen that too. Funny story. Big Jim texted me the other day, Mo, and said cool. uh, he got in trouble for picking up one of the cigars at a shop. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you touch you by, bro. <laughs> That's how it rolls. Can't be can't be fingering up the stogies anymore. No. No, I wonder if people are still smelling shit through the cellophane. I they'll do that till the end of time. Yeah. <laughs> it smells delicious, really. So here, we've long talked through our FDA discussions and things like that. We talked about how online sales and online was probably going to be one of the first casualties, right, of any sort of FDA enforcement. We thought that that was kind of low-hanging fruit. But how important 
have the online retailers been during this time? Uh, ridiculously important. Yes. Yeah, I mean they've they've certainly made some money. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and and I will tell you from me personally, because my my thing was always trying to empower the BMs, right? Because again, I always thought, and I still don't think I'm wrong. I think when things settle down. The online stuff will will still be a target. But there was this, if they're going to enforce this stuff, I think the online was going to be so, you know, it was more of like a B&M focused strategy, if you will. But it really has me rethinking that because the online guys have been, I mean, crucial. Absolutely crucial. You know, one thing or a thought that I had about this, and um, I know you're with Small Batch, but I like I don't know, Mo, if you're, you're not with Famous and CI and any of those guys. Um, right now, I'm with the big, the bigger ones. I'm I'm a part of are Smoking Pipes out in South Carolina. Yeah, Tim Vanderpool. Cool, yeah, man. great people. Uh, Small Batch. Sure. Casa de Monte Cristo, CDMCigars.com. And Atlantic. Let me put it to you this way. Atlantic just ordered patina for the first time in a year and a half. Wow. Let me think about that. I mean, online is it's a different ballgame right now. Sorry, you were going to say this? Well, so, you know, for us, we're, we're also with Atlantic famous. Um, uh, what is it? Whatever. What's Casa? Um, Santa Clara and... Uh, mm-hmm. These guys, right? So it's like these guys have been ramped up their ordering lately because you know people have been ordering online so much, and their local may have been closed and not shipping. <clears throat> and they've they've really really stepped up for for you know, and I can speak for Roma. So now my question is, and you know, you don't necessarily need to have an answer because I I don't. But if I'm the big, if I'm one of the big boys, because there's always a stigma of selling too much to the big boys, right? And and not not really taking care of the smaller B&Ms and stuff like that. Kind of like what you were alluding to, to protect those guys. But right now, you know, on some level, those bigger guys could be bailing out, you know, other manufacturers. So right. when things return to normal, do you mm-hmm. now say, all right, I'm going to go back to protecting the B&Ms and, you know, cut the access to limited cigars or this and that to those bigger guys, you know, or events for them because you want to protect smaller BMs. And that, you know, that's, that's a question that I've had in my head. I haven't really been able to kind of answer, you know, like the only thing I may think of is, well, you know, if everything goes back to normal, then the ordering from customers to the bigger guys will go down, meaning that their, you know, their demand will go down. So them wanting to, order from us will go down so we'll mm-hmm. have that leverage but you know who knows I, I don't know I think some percentage of people probably not a big one but some percentage probably figured out that they can get their cigars online pretty easy pretty cheap so right. I don't think some percentage isn't coming back to the B&M for their town? big buys for their B&M's right they'll go to the B&M's and they'll buy a stick or two right 
but I think it depends, right? Some of them are super loyal to their B&Ms. Right. And it's always been the case that you're, if you're a B&M, you have to provide something above and beyond just selling them a damn cigar. Because mm-hmm. you're, you're, you're frankly not cheaper than anybody else. You got nothing else, right? You need something. Sure. So I, I think some people are going to be like, well, I'll just buy a bunch of my stuff online because now I know about this. So we'll, well see how much that is. And there's also a percentage of people that aren't going to be comfortable going back to the, to the shops yet. Right. So they're going to, look, I don't want to go back yet. So um, I'm going to just keep ordering online, you know, and, and let's say that lasts six months to a year for, you know, a smaller percentage of those people. That's going to hurt for sure. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think uh, that's a really interesting question, Danny. Um, and one definitely that, that needs to be thought through is kind of we move forward. Um, I think now it's a little bit more difficult to make that decision because the vast majority of the country is entering uh, smoking outside weather, right? Right. So, you know, the importance of the lounge is not as important. Um, or So, I, yeah, I mean... I think the I, I think things have changed a little bit, for sure. Or maybe even a lot of bit. Um, and if guys were going to a B and M before, and then they've been ordering online, they're like, you know what, really, this doesn't. My B and M wasn't really giving me an experience that I really cared about anyway. So I don't know. Right. You know. Um, I think a lot of people. A lot of cigar smokers were probably already buying some online. Mm-hmm. They were getting sure. whatever they wanted from those other places. Sure. You can see that. I think that if, if I'm a B&M, and the safest way to continue maximizing your business, especially during a time like this, is having a unique humidor. Right? Yeah, like, perhaps one that contains patina cigars. Well, no, I'm not even saying that, man. I'm just saying that you you want to be able to... Because there's two schools of thought on this right now that with the way things are, a lot of people are just smoking what they know and not venturing into different stuff. But... For brands like Aroma Craft or a brand like, you know, to a smaller scale, Patina or um, a Castagli or uh, I don't know what else. Um, or like a Dapper, for example, something like that. Like, do I have to go online or you know what? Let me go to the B&M and let me let me support John's shop while he's got because he's got, you know, he's got Cro-Magnon in that I like smoke and he's got patina connecticut i love to smoke and he's got this or whatever and i'm at least gonna or are they just saying you know what fuck it man i'm just ordering online but i would like to think that if you carry some unique stuff in your humidor that might help you get some sales that maybe you wouldn't you know something that something to bring people in 
Just yeah, a thought. I, I don't know. I don't know. I I've always thought you need to you need to carry your customer with customer service, regardless of the cigars you have, right? I mean, mm -hmm. if you if you're not an account that can get Fuente Padron, you know whatever these big guys are, you can only get smaller boutique stuff that maybe let's say none of your customers have ever heard of Roma, Patina, Black Label, Saka, you know. But they're like, fuck it, I don't care, man, because when I go there, the dude is real cool. We have a great time. I love hanging out there. And that's the reason why people need to go to you. And then after that, you have a you have a great cigar collection. Like, wow, you know. Yeah. It, it, then it, it just kills, so. Yeah. Yeah, that's a good point. Just saying. Yeah, I, I, I do think, though, things are different than they were even, you know, two months ago. I think For we sure. agree on that. For sure. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, and if you have a strong shipping program, even if you don't have, like, a big website, but people know they can call your shop and they're going to ship, you know, like a Smoke Maniunk in Old Town Havana in California, whatever, uh, even Vince at B&B &B does a lot of that, Um you know, that's a strong uh, program, I think, that you would want to have as a retailer right now, too. Being able to handle phone orders, ship them out in a timely manner. Yeah. You know? But ultimately, the B&Ms are going to continue, at least, you know, for the foreseeable future, will be the backbone of this. And uh, we need as many of them to stick around and be viable as possible. Hell yeah. Yeah, because like around here, if your B&M closes, if somebody doesn't buy that sort of shop or license, it's just gone forever. You can't Ooh. open a new one. So mm -hmm. let's not have any of those close. Right. Yeah, and Cal, just for the purposes of our listeners, can you just explain real quick what's, what that is in Wisconsin right now? So people understand it's just kind of due, what you mean. Due to the laws that we have, right, you can't open a cigar shop because it, they're all grandfathered in for our smoking laws. Mm -hmm. uh, so you could open you a can shop. buy somebody's cigar shop. You can open a shop. You just can't open a lounge where you can smoke, right? That, yeah, that's correct. You're right. You're yeah. right. You can sell cigars, but you can't, yeah. you can't have a smoking space inside. Denver or Colorado is the same way. So there's a bunch of those where... I mean, the, realistically, those people are going to sell the business for something because you would hope they would. Well, shit, but some of them suck might, if they didn't. Yeah, their license might be worth more than their actual operation. Mm -hmm. Right? I mean, depending. And actually, speaking of Colorado, I don't know if you guys saw this, but uh, in Half Wheel today, they were, I guess there's a proposal to take their, their taxes already 40%. They're looking at taking it to 62 that's incredible. But I think did, didn't the cigar just get a good review from Half Wheel, by the way? Yeah, it did. Yeah, Maduro got a ninety. I was surprised, but there appreciative, of course. It's a it's a good score coming from Half Wheel. I'll take it. I'll it doesn't match the hundred you got from Catman, but it'll work. No, he's yeah. But um, but you know, I mean, man, it's. The the anti-tobacco stances have not changed since COVID, right? There's still a lot of stuff trying to be put through anti-tobacco. Yeah. I don't know. 
We'll see. Well. <laughs> Good job, guys. Yeah, that's all I got. That's all I got. There's a lot of topics. We'll, we'll do it again next week, then. All right. Yes, sir. All right. You guys have a good one. Buy those Sultan cigars. Buy them. <laughs> B&B cigars. Post it on Cigar Noise when you're done. Ooh, nice touch. All right. See you guys. See you guys. All right, guys. Thank you for listening to the Salt and Smoke Cigar Cast. Be sure to check us out on all the social media platforms, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. Uh, email us either about the podcast or about our cigar line at thesaltandsmoke at gmail.com. Also, uh, if you want any salt and smoke gear, please get onto our website and to our online store. We have shirts and hats. If you're looking for anything else, please let us know and we'll get it up there for you. Thanks, guys. We'll uh, talk to you again next week.